1: TC Live is with you on a Sunday evening in Rome, where yesterday's cancellations turned into today's embarrassment of riches. The courts saturated with star power just as they were saturated with water yesterday, including both world numbers one on court today, who are both also the defending champs in Rome. Coming up on our show, another complicated workday for Novak Djokovic, the six-time Rome champion, got pushed by a guy he normally dominates. What does it all mean for Paris? Paris has meant awfully good things for Iga Swiatek: two Roland Garros titles in the last three years, and the way she's played this week, seems like she wants a third. And a Mother's Day message from this mom-to-be, including thoughts on when she'll be back and why you shouldn't ask her about it. That and much more on the way as we welcome you to this Sunday edition of Tennis Channel Live. A couple of Hall of Famers here. Jim Currier is hydrating. Andy Roddick is Ready. at the home office. One of these days, we're going to do it like they do on SNL, where we're going to bring our moms on the set and wish them Happy Mother's Day in person. In lieu of that, Jim, you want to offer some wishes?
2: I've, I've already uh, already said uh, Happy Mother's Day to my wife, Susanna, but also to my mom, Linda, who is in Tampa. Uh, got the flowers out early, so I got some props yesterday, but hope she's having a great day back east.
1: And a brunch was had for Mother's Day in North Carolina, Andy?
3: We had some brunch. We had uh, a bunch of artwork done by five and seven-year-olds that we had uh, to, to pretend like it's the greatest thing we've ever seen in our lives, Habes. Uh, it was all <laughs> dialed this morning. Mama feels very special. All good.
1: All right, and I wish happy birthday a happy birthday. Happy Mother's Day to him at home, and happy birthday to whoever's celebrating a birthday That's right. today. Somebody's My mom, birthday. Barbara's and in uh, uh, Valencia. Well, Let's get, get into lovers. the highlights, you mother lovers. Uh, Novak Djokovic <laughs> in a third rounder against Grigor Dimitrov, a guy he has won 10 out of 11 against Andy, but today got a little complicated.
3: Yeah, it did. I, I, listen, I still like what I'm seeing from Novak. He's going to find his spaces. Again, Repeat does the same thing, builds during this clay court season. It's his least favorite service, which means he's only been one of the top three players in the service for the last 15 years. But finding his pacing against uh, Grigor, again, making some errors, but I like the way building points, gonna get sharper on the serve is gonna get sharper on the return is gonna get better like that's a return that he puts back in play 80% of the time and he knows it. you can see that he wasn't real real pleased with it but Grigor was having to come up with some amazing shots to turn this thing in the second set and if you're Novak you're thinking okay can this guy do this for three sets and the answer ended up being no but what shot making from Grigor to turn this match and credit to him for forcing this to the third set, but it was uh, it was all Novak in the third set. Started finding his pacing, mixing up his return positions, uh, as we see there. blocking first serve returns, uh, just made it a long day at the office. And listen, he
1: set precedent why we're
3: apologizing for him winning 6-1 in the third. I thought it was a good win.
1: So, uh, Dimitrov still hasn't beaten him in over a decade now. This is Novak's section of the draw. He gets Clay Court Cam Nori next. That's a rematch of last year's Wimbledon semifinal, where Nori took the first set off of Djokovic. Obviously, very different conditions here, but something to bear in mind. Possible matchup with Holger Runa after that. Here is Novak with Prakash after today's three-setter.
0: Was it almost good to be
2: challenged to three sets? It is I mean from now sitting here with you, yes, but uh, obviously uh, I didn't feel that great losing that second set i had I was four two up uh, and uh, it was just a momentous shift, I think four three in the second I was serving new balls, uh, made a double fold, played some quite you know defensive points, and allowed him to really step in and you know I dropped my focus a little bit and uh, you know he won four games in a row and we went to the third set but Luckily for me already in the first game, I, I broke his serve uh, and ever since then, you know, I kept the, the solid play, you know, mentally I was, I was present and kind of closed out the match in, in a good fashion.
1: Apparently Novak borrowed Prakash's lighting director. Here's the number one American, Taylor Fritz, playing the German qualifier, Yanni Kompfmann, former USC star. And Jim, this did not go Taylor's way.
2: But it was going his way early. 3-1 lead for Taylor Fritz. The conditions seemingly good, right? Warmer today, drier. That should be good for the big-hitting American. Kompfmann has power, and he has some verve at the net as well. And he would turn this thing around. And Fritz would lose his way. Here's Hoffman serving for the first set, 5-4, 40-30. He's just on the front foot. And Taylor Fritz is many things, but defensive skills are not his strength. He needs to be on the front foot. And Hoffman just prevented him from doing that. He had him going side to side, north-south. He was in control, not only on the scoreboard, but within these points. This is a surprising result. Yannick Hoffman is a good tennis player, but Taylor Fritz has been good on everything this season for the most part. And uh, listen, he just got routed in this one. Did not see it coming. Americans were really struggling.
1: Just one ace for Taylor today. Not a good serving day. Served as 45% for the match. Now to Francis Tiafoe, who got his match started yesterday. And Jim, he was down a set when he
2: had to come back and resume it today. That's right. These are some highlights from yesterday. Loses the first set. And this was right before Rain halted play. Tiafoe saved two break points in this 3 all game. So he actually didn't want to stop playing because he had some momentum and he complained mightily about it. But he would come back again in these different conditions today and he would get the different result from the opening set he was seeking. Tiafo on set point here, hits the drop shot. I believe that was his third or fourth set point. It was a tricky game and Altmaier was furious. And then from there... Tiafoe would get a quick start. That forehand return finds its mark, so he gets an early break of serve, and he would ride it all the way home. Match point at 5-3. Serving, big crowd watching this one. Tiafoe gets his job done and puts a win for the Stars and Stripes on the board. There have not been that many in this tournament.
1: Yeah, both guys had 11 break points in the match. Francis saved nine of his. Altmaier saved just eight, and that one late break in the third was the difference. Andy, to come back the next day, down a set, not a lot of runway left to turn things around. That seems like another exhibit in the body of evidence that suggests that Francis is one of the most dogged competitors and one of the toughest outs out there these days. He, he's
3: become one, Brett, and it, it's it's been a lesson on how to become professional throughout your career, and I credit uh, Wayne Ferreira for really instilling that kind of day-in and day-out uh, mentality with Francis. And listen, it, it, Jim touched on it in the highlight, but digging himself out of that game at 3-0 uh, saving those break points. It's a lot easier to go to sleep at night on serve, having feel like you got away with something than being down a set and a break. And also, he should apologize to that umpire because that umpire did him a solid, getting, <laughs> totally. getting him out of those soggy conditions with someone that takes those big flowing swings and can create pace off of a mud ball. Francis needs a little work on it. Forehand likes the warmer conditions. It gets up in away. the backhand can get through the court a little bit more. So I like the conditions way better for Francis today. So I know he didn't want to leave the court, We admire that. We respect that. He should have been off that court.
1: He's a very good clay court player. He's made three clay court finals in his career. But when it comes to Roland Garros, he has stumbled just one in seven Mm -hmm. career uh, as a seed this year and a pretty high seed. We expect that to change. We
2: do. We do think that'll change. I mean, there's no fitness concerns with Tiafo. We're not worried about him running out of gas over best of five sets at Roland Garros. And. Look, I, I think that, you know, Francis is finding himself in so many ways. And, and it's, he's got a great team with him. He has his girlfriend with him as well. There's a lot of stability around Francis right now. And that's, you know, the thing that you need when you're in places like Paris. Sometimes American players have had the tendency of wanting to get to the grass court season. There may be one on this show that might have <laughs> thought about that at, at some point in his French Open career. I wanted to stay away from the grass. Yeah. But a lot of Americans, yes, Andy Roddick like to get to the grass sooner. I think is gonna be happy to be in Paris. I know he's happy in Rome.
1: All right, he gets the 21-year-old Italian Lorenzo Musetti next. That'll be a challenge, both from a tennis standpoint and the crowd, uh, who normally likes Francis wherever he goes. Let's show you the women's number one, Iga Sviantek, served up a double bagel in her first match against Pablo And Andy, she was nearly as stingy today against Serenko.
3: Well, I think that's unfair. We start off when Serenko's up 2-0. We don't even show the games that she won <laughs> in this highlight, Brenda. That's just that's just cold. But listen, Ega she he rolls through this one, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll save to the ending. But the way that she's able to step in on this back-end return and just take control of return games right away, distribute to the corners, no one's able to get set against her. They're all either moving or they're defending pace that's coming at them, you know, hard and fast, and there's no real out, right? I mean, this forehand creates spin. It's a different trajectory on both sides. Her footwork is as good as anyone on either tour. Those small steps when she has time on the dead ball is as good as anyone I've ever seen will right there, but just rolling. She lost four games
1: uh, so far through three matches. You lose four games in a set, you're still a winner. Those were her 30th and 31st sets of the year where she's given up two games or fewer. Think about that for a second. 13 straight wins at Rome because she is the two-time defending champion. The double bagel on Pavs, how about 113 points to 63 in two hours and 20 minutes on court. That is what we call efficient. And that brings us to the last match that was held over from the rain out yesterday. World number five, Coco Gauff could not solve the riddle, Jim, that is Marie Boscova.
2: No, and she got off to a pretty good start, did Coco as well. She was attacking, the forehand was working for her. She would be able to get that first set away. But in the second set, it just started to slip for Buscova is tough, right? She doesn't miss much. She's a good mover on the clay. She could defend. She could, she could come up and rip that forehand. That was strong, too, to get the early break. And she would be able to, to get another break here deep in the set. 5-2, great defense. And Coco, I think, was feeling uncomfortable on these baseline exchanges more and more as the match went on. And that meant she tried to get to the net more and more. And Buskova had the answers. That is a beautiful passing shot, untouchable, and she was able to uh, ride that strong combination to match point. And Coco, again, just not quite certain on the mid court shot. A tough loss for her going into Roland Garros, where she played so well
1: last year. That's right. Third career top five win for Busková. Coco still hasn't won back to back matches since Indian Wells. Now here's that section of the draw, which is blown open quite a bit because Coco is gone, Pagula is gone, Garcia is gone in the same half, Lynette is gone in the same half, Sabalenka is gone in the same yeah. half.
2: A lot of opportunity. The 11th seed is the highest seed remaining, and that's Kudermatova, who has been going well. Madison Keys fortunate today because she got a withdrawal from vika azarenka who has i guess a leg injury yeah, yeah that's right so we'll see maddie we know can play well on, on the clay too especially if the conditions stay a bit warmer we'll see how it goes just a question
1: on coco golf andy here and there are a lot of questions especially given the fact that she's ranked five in the world so these are our first class problems to have but she's got some issues with the forehand she doesn't have a stable coaching situation right now beyond her dad um She's got a lot at risk, as Jim mentioned, with the Roland Garros final to defend coming up. If you were on Team Coco, uh, Goff, not O'Brien, what would you advise uh, right now?
3: Well, one, I would tell her to stop listening to dummies like us who tend to have a negative lean because we base it against what we know she will be at some point in her career, right? We're basing it against her immense potential and what she's already accomplished, frankly, with being a, a Grand Slam finalist. So I'd say... Don't worry about anyone on TV. But obviously, listen, the game plan is out there with her right now. So she's going to have to, you know, people have problem solved for her. And now the next couple of months are going to, be how do I fix that? How do I reprogram uh, the forehand and or come up with patterns that can keep traffic flow uh, through the backhand side. And what I don't like seeing is you, you've seen the last couple of weeks with Coco, it's the first time I've actually seen her get dejected. You see her walking off that court and she looks upset, mad. Now that can serve her well if it's kind of into the right silo of of motivation, but you hope. Uh, you know, that she doesn't get too down on herself because she has, she has a long career ahead of her. Listen, plenty of time to uh, to get things back on track.
2: So Patrick Moradiglou was notably in her coach's box sitting next to her dad today. And, you know, he's been in Holger Runa's box. Obviously, he's... You know, still involved with Simona Halep if she ever gets back to tour. But Maradaglou, I remember chatting with him a couple of years ago in Australia about Coco. And he was talking about how he had worked on fixing her second serve by just adjusting her ball toss. And that the forehand was going to be the next project in that. And then he really hasn't been that involved that we've seen anyway at tournaments. So maybe now he's stepping back into the fray with Diego Moyano departing after Miami. Potentially, Patrick is going to put some focus here. We'll see. Um, you know, I, I like Andy's idea of trying to find patterns of play to get more balls into the backhand corner. Uh, maybe that's a Band-Aid solution for now, but certainly yeah. there needs to be a, a final solution to, uh, to course-correct the forehand weakness.
1: Do bear in mind, she didn't have a great clay court season leading up to Roland Garros last year, didn't make a single quarterfinal, still made the final in Paris, so there is still cause for optimism if you're a Coco fan. Who isn't? More to come on our show today. We will show you a battle of former Roland Garros champions on the women's side. Plus, the Prince of Clay himself. Who else could that be but Daniil Medvedev out to dispel the notion of the hardcourt specialist. He does it more and more every day. Back
2: Tennis Channel all the time. Uh, get to watch all my favorite players, uh, especially the American guys, and it, it was just really special for me to get to watch some of these guys and now play against them. I think it's awesome, uh, you know, especially getting the insight from from players that have been through it all, and then getting to see what they're up to now. Uh, I think it's really interesting just to kind of see a, a post-tennis and even uh, during careers of players that are also, you know, doing stuff
0: for Tennis Channel. It's cool to see.
2: Tennis Channel, happy 20th anniversary.
1: Jeffrey Wolf for that birthday wish, and he's got a big opportunity here. Took out Hubert Hurkacz yesterday, now gets a matchup against Sasha Zverev, who had some gas taken out of the tank today.
2: Yeah, that's a winnable match, I, I think. I mean, I like the way J.J. moves on the clay as much as anything. I don't know about you, Andy, but he looked pretty comfortable out there to me. What are your thoughts, big fella?
3: Yeah, I mean, I was looking for the same things that you were looking for. Having not seen him play much on clay uh, is, is a fluent mover uh, on clay. Doesn't feel like he falls over. Doesn't do that little... Check step that a lot of us who don't know how to move on the clay do after we slide. Uh, but also, uh, this matchup against Varev is one that he's going to be excited about. You know, uh, Sasha is giving people time, especially if he peppers the forehand. He's going to get some balls that have some loop, maybe go short in the court where he can kind of impose himself and get forward uh, like he likes to do. And he, he can hold serve. So if you click off some holds, you're going to get some opportunity knock situations. So I don't hate this matchup for JJ at all.
1: Only had three career clay court wins coming into this week, on the verge of getting his third this week. And if things sideways he could always hit Zverev with a tranquilizer dart that is always an option for oh. Dar- your neck Virgin- man <laughs> Dar- in your neck man
2: oh old school uh, <laughs> old school reference kick. time Get for up, a, a
1: FanDuel uh, Chanda pick of the day as he quickly pivots to another topic little stumble for <laughs> Chanda as she uh, drops to one and two on the week she had Taylor Fritz over Altmaier so tomorrow she is picking Veronica Kuter Matova at minus 162 to beat Marie Boskova Kuter's is a 59% favorite to win that match She and Boskova have split their four meetings to date. Quick reminder that right now, FanDuel is giving all new users 10 times your first bet in bonus bets, up to $200 win or lose. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app now and start making every moment more. Still more to come on the program. Racket carnage is a fact of life in this often vexing sport. But did you know where the shrapnel ends up? We'll show you next. Back on TC Live, one of the biggest surprise Grand Slam champions of the past few decades was Yelena Ostapenko, when she won Roland Garros 2017, ranked 47 in the world. Will we have a surprise champion this year? The tournament starts two weeks from today, and Tennis Channel is proud once again to have exclusive daily live coverage of Roland Garros. Don't miss any of the action beginning Sunday, May 28th, 5 a.m. Eastern on Tennis Channel. Speaking of Yelena Ostapenko, she was on court today in a battle between a pair of Roland Garros champions. Penko won it in 2017. Barbara Krejcikova won it in 2021. You may remember she saved match point in that semifinal against Sakkari. Well, a pretty dramatic first set today. Krejcikova led 5-1 only to see Ostapenko storm back. She won 28 points to nine from 1-5 down and then baked a bagel in the second. So Ostapenko picks up her third top 20 win of the year. Now has a chance to make her first quarter since January. Change. Back to the men. Looking forward to this one, weren't we, Andy? Fonini with the home crowd, taking on the young honey badger, Pulgaruna.
3: Yeah, uh, Fabio had the crowd in his pocket here, but unfortunately he had Bruno across the net. And the two things in this palette we see the ball striking up the line that he just missed, and then the ability to argue. Beautiful. Vintage arguing.
0: It's not I saw I mean, it no from I you. From here, it's so
3: I saw it from you. simple. You know you love it. And listen to this crowd and how desperate they are for momentum when he misses this overhead. They got in his kitchen. Fabio, smiling, giving him a little smirk. That guy's pumped. Uh, just in case it wasn't painful enough the first time, and the crowd gets on its feet, and that girl is super pumped as well. I think she has a piece of paper as a hat. And uh, Fabio goes, Fabio goes full vintage Fabio, no effort down match point, lets it slide by.
1: Back of the tournament, Runa moving on. Just 14 on fours from Runa, able to break four times. That brings us to the three seed. Daniil Medvedev, Jim, did not look like a hardcourt specialist today.
2: Well, he was struggling early doors, though. Down 3-1 to Rusevori, who pushed Alcaraz in Madrid a couple of weeks ago. But that would be as good as it got for Rusevori. Medvedev able to get back on serve and at break point at four all. Medvedev up on the baseline, putting some spin on the forehand. Rusevori not able to handle it. When you got that many U's, you don't worry about too much. You just roll on to the next set, right? <laughs> Medvedev's like, I got a bunch of E's. Here I come. <laughs> <laughs> We're off the rails. we a here. Medvedev was very much in control here once he got from from that 3-1 deficit. Looked awfully good out there. Look, if he's serving well. You know he's going to make a bunch of returns, Medvedev, and he's starting to move a little bit better on the surface. Played well at Roland Garros last year. He got to, he had a miserable clay court season last year until he got to Paris, and he loved the tennis balls at Roland Garros. He's already playing better. I, I think he's putting himself into contention for a second-week run in Paris. Again, we'll see what he's got, but boy, that was a vowel heavy match.
1: Just remember, you can't spell ooey, 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 without Medvedev and Rusevori. <laughs> Here's the scoreboard of other matches. Vondrosova, remember, she's a former Roland Garros finalist, knocks out the nine seed today in Maria Sakari. Badosa continues to be red hot. She takes out Kostyuk and Kasparud. Didn't need a third set breaker, but he gets by Sasha Bublik. Speaking of whom, as we start our social net on this Sunday, It is Sunday, so Sasha Bublik had to break a racket. He does that on every day that ends with Y. But just remember, one man's shrapnel is another man's bedroom decor. Where does all the shrapnel wind up? Well, in this guy's bedroom, Andy, who knew that your anger could wind up being beautiful?
3: Well, what I'm amazed by is like, I've seen where one person takes a cracked racket, but this is very intentional to have that many Crack rackets. I guess it saves on art, Brett.
1: Right? Maybe it is art, Jim. It, it's modern
2: art. Do we know whose room this is? Like, Can we answer that question? Is this someone that we know, Andy? Or is it, it like one of the Italian fans that follows the tour?
1: It's a guy on Instagram that goes <laughs> by the tag Tennis Legend. That that may be a slight overstatement, but that, that's his name. Well, he's got access. <laughs> I'll tell you that. All right, but, the, you know. Yeah, I,
3: I, I, I tell you what, broken rackets, the bed's a little messy.
1: When you're going to shoot video, make the bed. Who's, who's? What kind of video are you talking about? Let's, let's pivot and move on again. I'm uncomfortable oh in my workplace. Happy Mother's Day to everyone, uh, including oh no. Naomi Osaka, who is a soon-to-be mom. She posted on Twitter today uh, letting her fans know that she is not going to come back this year. She's not going to play in 2023, going to focus on family and on health. And she also had some rather pointed words for her critics online saying, uh, don't worry about my career so much, maybe think about... The male players who are less accomplished than me, who have become parents, who may need your attention, Jim, more than I do.
2: Well, she, she certainly doesn't need any, anyone's uh, sympathy. She's uh, living her best life. She's already done so much—first ballot Hall of Famer. She's got all the endorsements. Uh, hopefully, she's going to have a healthy child and, and have a you know a great second half of her career when she comes back. We wish her nothing but the best, but. Yeah, I mean, there, there are lots of people that we should be sending thoughts to uh, uh, apart from Naomi. She's got a pretty great life.
3: Yeah, I, I would say that if you're going to criticize Naomi's body of work and her accomplishments as a, as a tennis player, you better be really, really, really good at whatever it is you do.
1: <laughs> and you're probably not as good as she is at tennis, and so we wish no. Naomi a happy rest of the year off. And, and a happy Mother's Day. And a happy early. That's Monday. right. Can That's you right. happy Mother's Day yes. to soon-to-be mother? Sure. I think so. Yes. Okay, no. uh, Tennis yes. Channel coverage begins tomorrow once again, 5 a.m. Eastern from Rome. Bally's picks up a separate slate of matches at 8, another edition of TC Live at 5 p.m. Eastern. Eastern Jimmy, want to sing it?
2: Uh, there's just a little Lionel coming for you for the encore coverage. He'll be there all night long.
1: <laughs> Hot shot of the day comes from the match that you saw just prior to TC Live Center and Shevchenko. They were all over the court.
2: Yeah, this was a barn burner of a contest. If you haven't seen Shevchenko play, here is a good sample of his abilities all over the court. Doesn't quite stick this backhand overhead, but Sinner able to stick that overhead into the stands. Got there, there the 4-2, this was awesome. (laughs) I I love this match. Uh, I've just really enjoyed Sinner's matches this season, for the most part, especially that Alcaraz contest Miami. in Miami, was spectacular. And he plays a lot of points like this, and it was Shevchenko who brought it today.
1: All right, let's show you the feature matches for tomorrow in Rome. Madison Keys got that walkover today from Azarenka, so she has Kalinina tomorrow. Alcaraz against the qualifier from Hungary, Marozan. And Tsitsipas uh, will be battling the Italian crowd as he takes on Lorenzo Sonego. Danny and Prakash have a preview.
2: All right, Fred, back at our FanDuel desk. Be a third meeting between Stefano Sitsipas and Lorenzo Sonogo. But this one's in Italy. So, how do you think it's going to go?
1: Well, uh, you're right. 2 0 oh for Steph right now. They haven't played for a couple years. I think Steph's just playing a little better tennis than Sonogo at the moment. And uh, Steph sat at our desk and said, listen, I know he's Italian. He's going to have a lot of crowd behind him. But I'd like to think I have a little fan support also. So, I think the crowd's going to get a great show. I just think Steph has a little bit too much weight of shot. For Sonogo, especially on this surface where Steph feels so comfortable, last year's finalist. I think the Greeks are going to get through.
2: So, going with the top five player here, P, a big prediction. But look, we're going to have a great show here it's okay. on Monday from Foro okay. Italico. All the matches are going to be great.
1: Yes, they are, and we'll have that. Prakash wanted to get one more word in, but uh, he was not allowed.
2: They're they're getting chirpy over there, huh? That's fun. Uh, Let's do a couple
1: match previews for tomorrow. We'll start with Carlos Alcaraz against that Hungarian qualifier we mentioned, Fabian uh, Marozan. He's never won a tour-level match until this week, so Alcaraz, Andy, is going to be a massive favorite. Then again, if you're in the third round of a Masters 1000, you're obviously playing pretty well.
3: You're playing well. I, I think he's going to have to look to uh, add to his tour win total next week <laughs> if he's playing somewhere because uh, I like the Chuckster uh, going away in this one. I just don't see how uh, someone without just so super obvious weapons that can cause him discomfort in s- some sort of way, is, is going to take him out right now. He's just uh, He's got a hot hand uh, right now and kind of seems like he'll have it for the next decade or so. Chuckster
1: for you?
2: Oh, yeah. Go on, Chuck. I'm just actually marveling at Andy's hair. We so rarely get to see it, he's got a hat on. Of course we know Chuck is is the favorite there, but how about an upset, no logos on Roddick today? Kind of amazing.
3: No, well, no, it's just a little low. It's there, but um, anyways... (laughs) Uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel, I'm feeling the flow with the hair. days. I don't good have product. Good hair days left, but I feel pretty good. Yeah, I, I feel good product. about the product. Uh, let us move on product. to
1: one final match preview tomorrow. That's Andre Rublev against Alejandro Davidovich Fokino. These two guys are, are good on all surfaces. Uh, Jim, whom do you have with the edge on?
2: The uh, this is like 51-49 Rublev for me. I, have been impressed with Fokino. Is his play in recent weeks. Obviously Rublev has been playing sensational tennis also, but... I don't know something just tells me that this one could go down to the wire all right two nothing leading
1: the head-to-head for rublev one meeting on hard one meeting on clay before we go andy you have uh, a parting shot i'm told
3: yeah i was just thinking as we were watching the or, or talking about jj wolf it's like he went to SuperCuts and asked, asked for the reverse ricky vaughn from from major <laughs> league like, like that it, like there, there's no chance that jj wolf got that haircut in europe there's no chance they wouldn't take, do it.
1: You could take his mullet, glue it on to Charlie Sheen, and it would be an inverse. Yep. see what you're doing. It's the
3: reverse Ricky.
2: Yep. All
1: right. Uh, and still no uh, lawn dart in his neck. And uh, by, by the way, yeah.
2: I am mean, huge Cincinnati Reds fan. You know Jim likes that. Yeah. Well Charlie Sheen. As oh that, well. that that's giant you. Charlie Sheen, JJ yes. Wilson, and Jim Crow right. are all that's
1: right. Cincinnati Red fans. That's there gonna go. do it for the baseball portion of our show and for TC Live <laughs> okay. on this Sunday. Happy Mother's Day again to everybody out there. We'll see you again bright and early, five AM Eastern for day seven of Cincinnati. You could have used that paper as a hat. <laughs>